Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GSU ENI Radio, and we are so happy to be here at Georgia State University's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute, where we're telling the stories of business that are coming out of GSU's wonderful entrepreneurial ecosystem, and this is no exception. We are going to be talking about some of the folks that have gone through the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund, and we're going to kick it off with Usama Muta Ali. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Good. So tell us about what you're up to. How are you serving folks? So um, <clears throat> I have a, a nonprofit uh, organization called Bukhari Tutoring and Health. So we're a STEM-based tutoring, mentorship, and health organization striving to promote academic success as well as a healthy lifestyle for all our members. So we do that by uh, offering one-on-one tutoring. We also offer um, sports programs for young kids and to help them uh to help them in their school activities and in their daily life and just to help mentor them and guide them through life. So this is like our basic foundation of our, of our company. So now what inspired you to start your business? Well, um, I use all my life experiences and I, and I combine all my life experiences together and I put like my whole life into this business. Like growing up, I, I was playing soccer. Like since a young age, I used to play really competitive soccer. Uh, since I was like nine years old, I went to like many tournaments, um, I even went to try out for the U.S. national team, soccer, U.S. national soccer team. So I'm I'm very good at soccer. Uh, I'm, I also um, was pretty good at math growing up in high school. And uh, when I got to college, I had a few struggles in high school and uh, in, with college math and some other struggles with like uh, calculus and maybe and just like college in general. So I thought about a way like that can make my life easier and to make college life easier and to make life easier for other students who were going through problems that I was going through. So I decided, you know what, let me like open up a tutoring center and use my life experiences and help guide these young people to, to a right path and try to just help them, guide them through life and make make everything easier for them. Have you started the business? Are you out there helping folks right yeah, now? Yep, we, uh, we already started. I have an office at uh, 655 Village Square Drive. So um, I have a lot of um, young people, middle schoolers, elementary schoolers, a few high schoolers, and every day we're out Monday to Thursday, and um, they come to my office about like uh, one one p.m. and I'm tutoring them, I'm mentoring them, whatever whatever they need to like you know anything positive. So I talk about my business, I talk about like um my life experiences and uh things that I went through that they don't have to go through, and like my the lessons that I learned from it. Also, students who are struggling in math, I'm pretty good at math now. I was, I used to be weak, uh, so students come to me for math help. I help them with their math. I help them with science. I help them with reading, and um, I'm just we're just trying to make a positive change and a positive impact on the community. Now, do you remember the first uh, student you tutored? Uh, the first student I tutored, let me see, can't really remember, but I because I was tutoring before I actually started this company, mm-hmm. so I already had a, a few clientele built up already. Uh, but when I first started tutoring, I started tutoring uh, probably when I first started this company, I started tutoring some elementary school uh, children. And they weren't really up to par on their studies. So when I, um, when I started tutoring them, I seen a, like a very good, like change, positive change in their grades and in their, in their math skills and their reading skills. So I see, I see positive things, uh, coming and positive things happening. Now, what's the most rewarding part for you? Uh, the most rewarding part is like when the parents are happy. When the parents, cause some parents, uh, stay and they watch me tutor their, their kids. 
So some parents come and they see me writing on the board. They see me explaining the concept to the students. And parents are like really happy. I can see the smile on their face. I can see them, oh man, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy I brought you here. Um, and like that really makes me happy when the parents are happy and when the students are learning and like when they're progressing forward. Now, do you remember when you used to play soccer when you were young and you weren't good and then you became good? Yeah, I actually remember that. I remember I used to be pretty slow. I uh, I used to play like left wing, so it requires a little bit of speed running up and down the uh, running up and down the field. And uh, when I got to tenth grade, uh, I transferred from Clarkson High School to Druid Hills High School, and they had a really good fitness coach and a really good conditioning coach. So every day we would be out doing sprints, doing sprints, and uh, I got I, I got pretty fast out there. Uh, I was like, I was probably like the fastest person, like one of the fastest person people on the team. Mm-hmm. And I like doing sprints, I was like always first or second. So um, I remember that that changed a lot. That changed my skills drastically. Like I became like an average player to like an elite player, you know. And that shows you the importance of mentorship and leadership, right? Exactly. So then all of a sudden now you're the same you, but you learn some skills and all of a sudden there's a better you. Exactly. Coming. Yeah. And you're trying to do that same impact with your students? Exactly, yeah. I'm trying to do that the same thing. Same thing with my students. Uh, try to help my st- students find scholarships. Try to help my students, like, enter programs like the uh, Georgia, the Arch- Entrepreneurship Program, like this one we have. I told them about it. I told them to apply for it if you're graduating college. I mean, if you're graduating high school, if you want to become an entrepreneur, there's a, uh, there's a program at Georgia State you guys should apply for, you guys should look into. And there are other, like, startup programs out there, too, that I want to, like, introduce my students to and to tell them their opportunities are endless and uh, that you can make it out here, you know? Now, do you see any kind of qualities that a successful student goes through that that you'd like to kind of instill in some people that are struggling, maybe if they change some behaviors or they did certain things? Yeah, most definitely. Um, first thing, uh, like uh, I think that they need to be disciplined Like, and you really want it. Uh, I think the parents should uh, also like try to, Make sure their students is disciplined and make sure that they're focused. Because if you're disciplined and you're focused, you'll, you, I think you can do anything. You can really accomplish anything and you can go over any speed bump uh, life throws at you. And life's going to throw speed bumps, exactly. right? Exactly. Well, not, <laughs> not really, but like you can, any speed bump or any type of obstacle life throws right. at you, yeah. So now um, in your when you decided to start the business and you started going out there and soliciting students to tutor, have you had any challenges that maybe the entrepreneurship center helped you overcome? Yeah. Um, some challenges that I faced. Well, one of the challenges were like financial challenges. Um, I didn't know exactly what my budget was going to be. I didn't know exactly how much I needed to spend. So I think if you really, uh, like, like, uh, have a plan, uh, your financial plan, that's really important. Uh, another obstacle, um, that, that I faced was, um, a lot of sometimes, um, fear and criticism. When you're starting your own business, people might say, you know what, you might not make it. It's better just to go get a nine to five job. It's it's much more secure. But um, I thought about it and like more people will probably criticize you than encourage you to start a business. So my advice is to just to like, you know, go out there, uh, have a plan and, and, and execute it. And uh, don't 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 fear anything. Don't fear lost. You know, if you have a plan, I think I think you'll be good. Now, do you think, do you see any similarities between like preparing to play a sporting event, like a soccer game and preparing to start a business? Like, aren't there similar, it's not, you're not doing the same activities, but it's a similar kind of mental state where you got to prepare, you got to plan, game plan, things like that. Exactly. Exactly. Like, so sometimes I remember like when we used to go to tournaments, 
we we um we use we we have our schedule before we get to the to the actual tournament like probably a week in advance and we knew um we were playing the number one team from Tennessee so we said oh so this team from Tennessee has a really fast forward so we need to start we need to start practicing setting offside traps so we prepared and we and we planned it out and it actually we weren't even ranked in the state at that time so when we went to the tournament we actually beat the number one team from Tennessee uh, and like we we get we got ranked like number twenty six in the state, and our rank kept going up and up as the more the more tournaments we went to. So basically, like preparation is really important, and knowing what you're going up against, you know, like knowing your market, you know, knowing how much your 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 clients can afford, um, knowing knowing your rent and knowing your fi- fi- financial uh, like your financial statements. I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Right, so there's similarities between sport and business. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. Yeah, just as far as preparation, yeah, right, and execution also. Like we, you want to win. Like the goal, the object is to win at any cost, but not not like um not no bad like right. not you, no, you don't want to cheat. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> cheat. Yeah, you want to do. But you want to do everything legit, but you do have goals that you're trying to achieve. Exactly, exactly. So you have goals you want to achieve and you want to win. You want to be the best. You want to be number one. So now, what's number one look like for your firm? Um, what does success look like for you down the road, two to five years down the road? Oh, well, um, two to five years down the road, I definitely want to be uh, probably a very, like, um, I want to be probably one of the number one tutoring companies in my in my city of Clarkston and Stone Mountain. When people need tutoring, I want them to, to hear or I want them to remember Bukhari tutoring. When they, when they, when they think about tutoring and I want them to bring their kids here, I have a lot of other mentors and I have a lot of other people who, um, volunteer for us and they, they really like to come out and they really like to help the community. Um, so that's, that's where I want, that's where I'm headed towards right now. So what do you need more of right now? Uh, really, I need more structure, more organization. So right now, um, I have a website, but I'm upgrading the website. I'm I'm adding like a parent portal, a parent portal on my website, so parents can have a username and login name, and they can know the progress of their child when they're not when they're not um at the at the tutoring center. So now, um, so you need more resources. You need more tutors, or you're um, the only tutor now. I have uh, about three tutors right now. We have about three tutors, and we have about thirty. 30 students and we wow. give each of them a schedule when to come in. So um, I do f- want to expand because some people did come to me and ask me to hire them and I really wanted to hire them. But just the fact that we weren't, we weren't ready to scale yet. Right. I, I couldn't hire them, but um, I do want to definitely scale, probably even open up another, another branch in another city somewhere else. And like when you, when you think about tutoring in Atlanta, you hear, you think about Bukhari tutoring. Now, um, are you developing kind of um, training modules to train your tutors so that you all tutor in a similar fashion? Yes, we have. So we have we print out worksheets for them. So when they when the, when the students first come, they come and they they probably finish their homework or they they like uh, relax for a bit, like because they just came from school, they want right, to like right. relax. So we have worksheets for each individual student. Um, so we have math, math, a math packet. We have a, a reading packet. We have social studies and science packets for them. And we give each one of them a packet. So we might like, I have a fifth grader, for example, I gave her like a first grade to like fifth grade packet and I made her complete it in one day. Then I gave her a sixth grade packet and a seventh grade packet to see how well she does on it. And when she got stuck, that's when we went over there and we helped her to solve the problems and we started teaching her seventh grade math and she's only in fifth grade. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And she's, so I, I like spot, you can spot talent and you can spot talent in like different children and like the, their, their special ability, I guess you could say. 
and like um you can you can you can like work off of that and like you can I really want to take that fifth grader to like some type of math competition because wow. yeah because she's like she learns really quickly she right. learns really quickly so I'm I'm really focused on her and I have a couple of other students like that also so now isn't that amazing when you see somebody just have that kind of natural ability and you want to get the most out of it yeah help them yeah. get the most out of it yeah yeah I want her I want to see her like uh like really successful one day and then she'll say, Oh, I used to go to Bukhari tutoring. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's what I hear. So now if somebody wanted to learn more about your company, is there what you mentioned? There's a website right now. Right? Yeah. There's a website right now, just a basic website, but I am upgrading it. So, uh, you'll, you'll see the upgrade sooner or later. So it's, um, www.bukhari, uh, org. So you spell it B U K H A R I L I F E.org. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Best of luck. We got. Oh yeah, I also have an Instagram. So Instagram is really do a lot of my marketing on Instagram. Uh-huh. So I do want everybody to follow me on Instagram at um, Bukhari Tutoring. So it's B U K H A R I underscore Tutoring T U T O R I N G. Good stuff. Well, thank yeah. you again for sharing your story. And then tell us before we wrap on on you about this Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund. Oh. So it was, it was it was really great. It's actually a really great experience. Um, I learned a lot of things about business uh, in the Entrepreneurship Seed Fund. I uh, joined the Entrepreneurship Club at the Georgia State uh, Clarkson campus, and I learned a lot from uh, Miss Jackie and uh, the other lady, Miss Brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were we were, and we they taught us about some books so that we should read and just arch, entrepreneurship in general and just being around the entrepreneurship environment. You know, it's, it's a really good thing and it's a, a really good way to learn entrepreneurship. So I'm really happy that I actually joined this uh, program and I'm really happy that you guys chose me and I'm really excited and like want to move forward, you know? And then you recommend it to other uh, people considering being an entrepreneur. Exactly. Yeah. I really recommend it to uh, everybody who wants to be an entrepreneur to probably sign up for this program and to think about that, the, the good that they can do in their community and, and try and uh, like go for it, you know, go for it, have a plan and go for it and win. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you again for sharing your story. Hang yeah. with us. Got a couple more guests. All right. Next up on GSU ENI radio, we got Ashley Bella. Welcome. Hi, how are you guys? Doing well, Happy Ashley. Happy to be here. What are you up to? Um, so my company is called Artsy Bella Studio and Shop. Um, we've been operating for about three years. Um, I started my studio just doing commission art for residential clients and commercial So you're businesses. an artist? Yes, I'm a visual artist. Visual artist. Yes. So is that painting? What does a visual artist so I do? I, well, um, artists work in a big variety of disciplines. Um, I do... Murals, so I do a lot of painting on walls, two-dimensional art, um, but I also do enjoy pottery and sculpture and using different materials to manipulate them into a more three-dimensional art. Uh, but most of my clients, what I've been doing so far is a lot of large-scale murals around town. So now, uh, at what point in your life did you say, you know what, I like doing this, I like being an artist, but I'm going to go and make this kind of my profession. I'm going to try to make money doing this and not be a, like a hobby. Right. And so I've always been an artist since I was a child. Um, and then when I actually graduated high school and got into Georgia State, I was an art major here at the school back in 2003. Um, but art wasn't really supported as something you could go into a career doing. Right. 
Um, it was more, you know, you just keep it a hobby. And so I actually went into an entirely different field. Um, I went into mental health and did that for about eight or nine years, got a master's in psychology, worked for the state of Georgia with children and family services, worked so with a lot of nonprofits. With patients? Yeah. Like- yeah, I was working with um, women who, uh, one of the big groups I worked with were women who were survivors of sex trafficking. Um, and I also worked with a lot of children and families that suffered with a lot of mental illness so this um, and is drug a- abuse. A dramatic departure. It, it, it was. It seemed that way until I realized the last few years that I worked in mental health, uh, a lot of the people I was I was working with allowed me to use art as a therapeutic tool with really? my clients. And yeah. what, how did that come about? Um, well, so I had one client who was a phenomenal artist, and I hadn't really touched the how paintbrush did you even in know? years. Um, well, we, whenever the women would come into the homes with, that we worked in, our goal was to always find ways to help them deal with the traumatic experience that they're usually coming to us from. Um, and we know that not every person has something different that they use to cope. Um, and this lady told us that art was her coping. It was what she used to cope, but she hadn't done it in a while. So I told her, I used to be an artist. I used to paint. You know, maybe we can start doing something together. And so we started um, utilizing art in our sessions together. Um, and it was giving her a way to express a lot of the stuff she was dealing with. And you too. And me too. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Art has always just been my own therapy. Um, you know, just in my background growing up in a not so great neighborhood um, and having a lot of dysfunction in my home, art was something that really saved my life growing up and allowed me to have an outlet. Um, and so I knew, remembering what it did for me, that I could probably possibly use that with the women I was working with. So now when you stopped doing it for that period of time, was yeah. that a conscious decision or just like life got in the way and you were too busy? People got in the way. People. had a lot of people telling me like, you know. That you couldn't do it? Yeah, I couldn't do it really? and I shouldn't do it. Really? Yeah. And so. Um, Even though you loved it and, yeah. it, and it and it was working for you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's, uh, you know, a lot of times I think as humans, we, especially when we're young, Um, You know, we grow up learning that the adults know what's best. And so you listen to whatever the adults say. Um, And we I know as just for myself in finding self-esteem and finding self-value and really being confident in what I wanted to do um, before I had that, I was very it was very easy to influence me. Um, And so I did listen to what other people told me to do. So now once you got this kind of spark rekindled a little bit, then you said, you know what? I really love this and I'm going to lean into this. Yeah. And so the lady, the young lady that I was telling you all about that I was uh, doing some art therapy with, she, um, she said, you know, she's, I showed her some of my work and um, she said, you know, I love, we love what you're doing here for us. You know, we love your support, but you're wasting your own talent. You're telling me to use mine, but you're not using yours. And I think that moment was like a, an aha moment for me that, you know, I have spent most of my life wasting a talent that I know that God gave me. Um, and so I would be doing a misfortune to myself to not try to see what I could do with it. And so a year later I quit my job and I said, I'm going to do this full time. This is the only time I don't have anybody to tell me that I can't do it. So I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. Wow. That's a fascinating story. And that is really inspiring to people to just trust their heart. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was, it was interesting that that lady passed away earlier this year on my birthday. And, um, 
It's like a, the, a movie. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, when I, this year, one of my goals through my business is getting ready to try to take on uh, a team and de- that magic word of delegating. And you know how hard that is um, when you have a baby and now you have to like trust people to help you build it and scale it. Um, and so I really want to give other artists an opportunity to work. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start an apprenticeship program in her name, um, to give survivors and young artists an opportunity to create art and make money off of it and kind of create a living to minimize that whole starving artist concept. Um, but she passed away before I could get it going. And so I'm still doing it, but now I'm doing it in her honor. Her name was Debbie Vance. Now for you, uh, having kind of this socially conscious business is an important component. Definitely. Um, So I think that one of the things I know that I was put here to do was to work in the community but um, I wanted to find a way to use my talent, to use art um, as a way to help people. And so learning about the power that therapeutic art can have to help people express themselves and to help uh, therapists and psychologists to look at work that people create and help them to decipher subconsciously what's behind the stuff that they're making um, is something that I really want to help people learn to use. And you are kind of uniquely qualified to be doing this, yeah. right? <laughs> so everything kind of worked itself out. <laughs> right. So now, do you remember the first time you made a piece of art and sold it? Yes, I do. Uh, one of my good friends, her name is Jasmine Brown. Um, you know, I was I was telling her that I wanted to go ahead and jump into this art full time. And she said, well, no one's going to pay you to make art if they don't know what kind of art you can make. So she gave me $150 and I did a mural on her wall in her apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after I did that mural, I posted it online. So the social media is amazing. The power of the marketing power of that. Um, I posted on social media and then I just started getting calls for people asking me to come and do mural work for them in their homes and their businesses. And it just kind of took off from there. Well, you got to be good. Like just putting things on social media is not going to work unless you're good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would say it looks pretty good. (laughs) It looks pretty good. And so um, what I did when I started Artsy, so that was when Artsy Bella was officially born as a business where I found a way to kind of monetize making art. Um, And there's some challenges with that, um, Because there's only one of you. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And so doing the business side and being the creative is uh, can be very difficult doing both because you have to really switch brains a lot. Now, and that's where you're at now. You're trying to put a team together. Yes, definitely. Um, So I have so there's a unique problem. It's a great thing, but it's also a problem when you are in a position where you're ready to build and scale and grow um, and you need a team, but then you have to deal with, well, you know, how are we going to pay everybody? Right. Um, so, you know, I know that I, I get a lot of inquiries, people wanting to, hey, we want to come work and help you grow this thing. We see the potential of it. But like, I can't pay people an hour, hourly rate, a salary. And, you know, and I don't, I believe in compensating people for anything that they're doing. And so what I've been doing with my advisors um, and my team is just trying to figure out unique ways to make sure that I can create opportunities for young artists, make sure they get paid. And even people working with me on a more administrative business level and making sure that, you know, as we say, everybody can eat. 
um, as we start building the company. So now how'd you get involved with the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund? So um, so I'm an alumni here, and I'm always looking for ways to get back connected with my school, especially when they start the Entrepreneurship Institute. I'm like, why was this not here when I was a student? Because at 17, I wanted to be an artist and be an entrepreneur. Right. Imagine your yeah. whole trajectory of your life. And here, different. we came right back to where we started. But I think the great thing is that I was able to spend – 17 years learning, um, you know, growing personally, Mm -hmm. um, working in corporate America for a long time, um, going through graduate school and working in different places that helped me to understand what it takes um, to not just own a business, but to run one. Um, And so I think a lot of that time, yeah, I get frustrated sometimes like, oh, I got to catch up. All my friends are like super successful right now. But I wouldn't change how the journey went because there are a lot of things I needed to learn that are helping me now. And then um, how has the Institute, the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute helped you? Are they um, advising? Are you finding some advice or from support? So I'm just getting started with them. Um, So we just, I just, you know, just got announced that I'm one of the recipients of the grant for the seed fund. And so there is, uh, I think it's a year program um, of a lot of classes and things that they'll do mentorship to help us um, just know how to grow and scale our businesses. But Mm -hmm. I would say just the interaction that I've had with them so far was just doing my pitch um, and then, you know, becoming a recipient. But even in that time, it forced me to think really critically and take a really hard look at what I had come up with so far with my business. Um, I had to ask myself questions that I didn't even think about, um, but it put me in a really good position. So I said, whether I get this or not, um, I've learned a lot of things that are very necessary to help me continue to grow the business with or without, you know, outside funding. So now uh, what do you need more of right now? How can we help you? So what I need more right now um, is always uh, a, a lot of my business has spread word of mouth. Um, and so I just invite people to check out our social media and our website to see the work that we've made and the direction we're going in and to just share it with your friends. If you know people, whether they're kids, seniors, women, men um, who maybe suffer from mental illness or just who's stressed out because they work and they have families and spouses, um, but to share uh, Artsy Bella and how uh, interesting and powerful art therapy can be as a way to deal with a lot of the daily stresses. Um, and then I need artists. I need a lot of young artists talented in a variety of disciplines um, because I'm ready to create opportunities for them to help me scale while also helping them build their portfolios and get a, a f- some paid work as well. And then if somebody wants art on their wall? Yeah. So if someone wants art on their wall, um, all they would need to do is to just go on my website, which is www.artsybella.com. That's A-R-T-Z-Y-B-E-L-L-A.com. And on our homepage, there's a button where you can click to submit a request to get artwork in your home or your business. Um, And with us building a team of artists, um, we're not we don't just do murals. We do event decor, set design, props, installation art, anything that requires the manipulation of different materials to create art in a permanent or a temporary space. And then they can go to you with an idea and you can help bring Mm -hmm. it to life. So there, the, the, the beauty, the frustrating thing about commission work is I don't always get to have the creative control. My clients, I do give up a lot of that to them. Um, 
I do have some times where my clients are like, just do whatever you want. We trust you. Um, but they can say, yes, we want, we have a theme in mind, um, or we know we want certain colors in here. And then we build a concept, an original hand design concept around what they want. We show them what it looks like, and then we go put it on their walls or install it in their space. And then do you have a kind of a area that you specialize in? Like, do you do a lot of work in kids' rooms or doctor's offices? Or you know, I would say it's like a really it good mix. It can be anything. Um, I know that we want to do, I know I want to do more installation art. I love doing things with my hands and building. So I am looking for more opportunities to install more three-dimensional work um, inside of spaces. And one more time, the website? It's www dot artsybella.com that's a-r-t-z-y-b-e-l-l-a.com good stuff well thank you so much for sharing your story thank you for having me all right hang with us got one more guest all right next up on gsu eni radio we got janella you got Janu. it yes did yeah. i say we were right yeah. that was pretty good right congratulations all right so tell us about what you're up to um i actually um currently have a fashion sewing company and it's called self and we educate people on sewing um fashion buying and branding so now but it's all around sewing yes so how does that work um i currently um have a team of um in in instructors um who are um graduates of um SCAD that come in and teach the sewing and then how to um, um, uh, um, I'm sorry (laughs) Um, how to um, scale your fashion line and then we also have um, two programs the first um, program is the fashion courses that they get to um take um courses and then the other program is we um we um sorry i'm ready um we book them fashion opportunities um such as fashion week and fashion internships now um as our listener can tell you have stuttering you yes, stutter i stutter and um as it's hard enough to be an entrepreneur but do you find stuttering how do you kind of manage that as well as having your own business um previously i was i was always like questioning god and just like asking him like um why did he put the vision of of self in me and then also put um stuttering in me as well i question him a lot and i'm just like okay but i've used it as a um weapon and um and i've been getting encouragements from um, various p- 
people that have actually helped out in the process. Well, you, um, your company's going strong. You're a year in. Yeah. So you've gotten through kind of the hard part of having an idea. I hope it's the hard part. I hope it's all the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) So now, um, you haven't let it get in your way or stop you. Not at all. Not at all. all. Right. So this is just part of the journey. Yes. And, um, how do you see the, the company going? Like what's your vision of a perfect future? Oh, wow. Um, we currently have two programs. The first one is called, um, so with self, and then the second program is called um, um, Booked by Self. And so we are looking into um, having a manufacturing program that's called um, Sewn by Self. And the idea is that um, Atlanta doesn't um, have a manufacturing business. And so we would um, like to provide that. So now um, when you started and you had the initial concept, um, did you imagine that it would kind of grow to this, this point this quickly? I mean, a year in is pretty, it's pretty remarkable. You should be very proud of yourself. Yeah. Um, well, I don't take credit of it all. It's um, it's my actual team. Um, we do work very hard to make sh- 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 sure that our um, our is that I'm really thought right now that our eighty-two members are actually um, learning and getting bookings as well so now how did you how did you get involved with the main street entrepreneurship seed fund how did you become aware of it um i'm a um member of launch um which is an incubator on campus for people to pretty much host events that pertain to their business and they actually told me about this opportunity and I just um, hopped on that being that we are in need of sewing equipment um, based on the demand that we currently have. Now, when you were little, you always sewed, you always... This was like kind of a, you just stumbled upon it early on in your life? Um, growing up, I was kind of like, I was in the middle class, but I d- didn't have all of the um, trendy um, garments. And so after a while, I just created it on um, my own and then people kind of asked me to um, make them the the actual garments. And then it, it, it started off as me actually making it. 
to now actually teaching it. Do you remember the first time you sold something? Um, middle school. Middle school. Middle school. Wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time then. Yeah. Maybe not officially with the, <laughs> the whole business, but you've been selling stuff that you've been making. I mean, that's, that's a great story. Thank you. So now, um, so I guess you knew early on that you were going to do something entrepreneurial? Um, I or did you think hoped you were, it. Or did you think I'm going to work for a big line and I'll be a designer for... Um, well, when I did Fashion Week, it it was very cool, but I did have like people, you know, um, asking to actually t- teach them the garments. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, I was like, oh, hmm, okay, what if I actually do that? And so once I launched um, South and noticed that people um, wanted it, that's when I was just like, okay. Then I'm onto something. Yeah. So now um, any advice for other people out there? Like, okay, two two rounds. One, yeah. stutterers. You're out Stutter. there stuttering. <laughs> Don't yeah. let that get in your way, right? Absolutely. And then um, the entrepreneur, the person that is an artistic person like yourself, there's ways to make a business out of that if you kind of go for it. Yeah. Um, in regards to the um, um, stuttering portion, I'm a triplet, and so all of us actually um, have it. Um, but our parents taught us the importance importance of like whatever seed that that God has planted in us we um, have to follow that regardless if we don't um, you know we don't um, um, believe it due to our stuttering that we should still um honor the actual um seed that's in us and then in regards to to any um business owners um often times we tend to like ask people to support our businesses but we don't um, have the um, vision. And so, you know, there for, well, how does it go? There's a quote um, where it's like, if there is vision, then the pro vision will follow that. So you have to have vision first. Yes. Without that, you don't have much. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody wanted to learn more about what you're up to, is there a website? Yes. It's um, <laughs> it's um, so with self.com and our um, Instagram is also that as well. So with self, that's S E W W I T H S E L F. Yes. So everything's sewing. Yes. That's it. <laughs> well, congratulations on all your success. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me.
All right, this is Lee Cantor, and that's a wrap for another month at GSU ENI Radio. We will see you all next time.